Hello and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Ancient of days, as old as you are. As old as you are, you will never change. Ancient as old as you are, as old as you are. You will never shame. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Our righteous Father, we want to thank you this evening because you are God. We want to appreciate you for the gift of life. Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. You said in the book of Lamentation that because of your mercies, that we are not consumed. Mm. Thank you for the privilege given unto us to be at your feet, to learn once again. Thank you for all the family represented in this platform. Thank you for your grace upon our lives. Be thou exalted, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. But we say in the book of Psalm 119, verse 89, you say forever, your word is settled in heaven. That we commit your word this evening into your care. We pray you take absolute control in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You say in the same Psalm 119, verse 130, you said the entrance of your word, it giveth light and it gives understanding unto the simple. As we learn under your feet today, that we pray. You give us the proper understanding of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We commit everybody, both the speaker and the hearer, into your care, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are the best teacher, we pray. You will teach us this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We commit the atmosphere into your care, Lord. We pray. We cover all ourselves with the blood of Jesus. And at the end of today's teaching law, all glory shall be returned unto your name. In Amen. Jesus' powerful name, we are prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are considering a new topic. Uh, before then, I want to quickly appreciate the pastor and the pastorate for the opportunity given unto me to stand in the gap and to be a blessing 
for today's Bible study. I pray the anointing of God upon your life, it will never run dry in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Um, our topic is be wise about the church body. Be wise about the church body. Don't forget that we have been on the series, Be Wise. When they inform somebody to be wise, it means it's an advice that we are to be wise about church discipline. We are to be wise about church order. We are to be wise about marriage. And when we, Bible say, when we are being wise, you no know, wisdom is profitable to direct. All these things, when we apply them in the right direction, it's going to be a profit unto us. So last week, we talked about be wise about the church order. And the topic were given to her by pastor, it was for two weeks. And in the topic, we are made to understand certain order we need to follow in the church of God. We are told about women to cover their head when they come for a church program. And we are also told about the Lord's Supper. And so many questions were raised. And thank God for the leading of the Holy Spirit. We're able to give answers to all the questions raised. And in summary, I checked the verse of the Bible and I put them together that to summarize the two issues we dealt with last two weeks, we should check 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 11 to 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 26. They gave us an insight into the issue of the covering by women and the Lost Supper. But because of our time, we won't be able to go through much on that. We are looking at a vital topic today. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 13. We are talking about be wise about the church, be wise about the church body. When we talk about the body in context, Apostle Paul wants us to understand certain principles about body. Body has so many members, but it come under an umbrella that is called a body. We talk about the head, we talk about the X, we talk about the legs. They are all members of a body to serve the same purpose. Likewise, when we talk about Christian body, we are to serve the same purpose. So Apostle Paul is going to take us through another session of a new topic that we'll be talking about certain 
principle we need to follow. Don't forget that Paul, Apostle Paul was given response to the letters we received from the Corinthians. So he was given answers, a form of answers sent back to them. So he's going to talk about spiritual gifts. And that is a new topic, talking about spiritual gift in chapter 12, chapter 13, up to chapter 14. It's going to be all true spiritual gift. But because of the context of what I've been given to talk about, I'll be talking within the context of chapter 12 and chapter 13. For us to have a broad knowledge of about this topic, I want us to consider it in the following perspective. For a proper understanding, number one, Holy Spirit is the source of the gift. When we talk about the gift in the body of Christ, the gifts are, there are many, but no matter the gift that a man or a woman possesses, the source of that gift is the Holy Spirit. So we're going to consider on from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Number two, we'll be looking at diversity and unity of gifts. When we talk about diversity, the gift may be different, but we're going to talk about, despite the fact that there are different gifts, but they are for the, uh, the same purpose. They are being united together. So we call it diversity and unity of gifts. Number three, we're going to look at the varieties of the manifestation of the spirit. Then number four, we're going to look at diversity and unity of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Next slide, sir. Now let's start with the first one. Holy Spirit is the source of the gift. Like I've explained to us, a gift possessed by a man as a source. Especially for a Christian, once you have given your life to Christ, at the point of conversion, there's a deposit of the Spirit of God in you. So let's take a look at the way Apostle Paul addressed this gift and to let us understand that the source of that gift is Holy Spirit. In chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, let's quickly read from verse 1. He said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I made known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus a cause. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Now let me let's quickly explain some few works from that uh, verse. See, now concerning spiritual gift. Now 
we are going to be surprised how come the issue of gift, because it's like what we are talking about, about Corinthians. This chapter seems to be different. We, we are talking about church without discipline because of issue of fornication and other things that happen within them. We're talking about church that lack order. They wanted to take only communion. They were not waiting for each other. Some have carcass. You know, the only communion then was in, in form of a, a feast. So some would just, maybe they have a lot of food where some people go hungry. So we're talking about church that will give off carnality. Church that the, the, that their operation were in flesh. They were not fully where they're supposed to be. That was the reason for Apostle Paul's address unto them. Now, can I imagine we are talking about carnality and other things about the church? Now, we're not talking about spiritual gift. How do not relate this one to the issue that we have been talking about? Simple. When we talk about gift, gift is a, is, is, is a gift given by God. It, when we talk about spiritual gift, it's a gracious endowment. What does that mean? It means that if you look at the life of the Corinthians, despite the fact that they have shortcomings in one way or the other, God is a giver of gift. Maybe there are serious minded people among them. The gift of God is without repentance. So the gift and the calling, God deposited his gift among them. It may not be for everybody. Bible say, every good gift and perfect gift come from what? From above. So it means that having a gift is not what they work for. It's the Holy Spirit that gave it to them freely. Praise the Lord. The next slide. The next slide, please. Now, Apostle Paul was not continued about spiritual gifts. Now say, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know, that word ignorant means they are to you are not to be with any excuse at all. The Corinthians are given a reminder that is good for us today. Perhaps we are ignorance of things regarding spiritual gifts like them. And we should not be, because truly speaking, these people have this gift, but they are ignorant of the gift they have. And when you are ignorant of something, probably they are not using the gift in a way they're supposed to be using it. Sometimes some people may possess a gift and be using the convert that gift into business enterprises. So that may be the, what was happening in those days. We're going to see later. Now, Apostle Paul was advising, admonishing, even we as Christians, that we should not be ignorant 
or the following three things. One was mentioned in Romans chapter 11, verse 25, that as Christians, we should not be ignorant of God's plan for Israel. Israel, Israelite, they were the apples of God. We have a mystery in that place. The mystery is that the remnant of Israel shall be saved. That is a mystery. So Apostle Paul's one of that we should not forget. Number two, don't be ignorant of spiritual gift. That's what we're going to lay emphasis on in the course of our Bible study today. And the third one is that we should not be ignorant about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That one is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But sadly, many of us are Christians were ignorant of all these things that were mentioned. So Apostle Paul is saying that these people, they should not be ignorant, but then they were ignorant of all of all this. The next slide. Now, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to your dumb idols. So what Apostle Paul was trying to let them understand is he tried to remind them of their past life. So the same thing with us, no matter the gift that we possess, we did not just have the gift today. We started from somewhere. Some of us are in the world before, but when we came to Lord Jesus Christ, he has bestowed upon us so many gifts. But that gift that God gave unto us, the source of that gift is our God, which is the Holy Spirit. So I want us to understand basically that the Corinthians, they are lagging in the spiritual gift. Though they have the gift, but they were not having the proper understanding of the gift they were using, probably because of their past experience. That will give us a poor understanding of the Holy Spirit and his gift. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. So, therefore, I make note to you that no one speak the Spirit of God called Jesus a cruise. Now, let's see what Paul Apostle Paul is trying to tell the Corinthians here. Paul laid down a broad principle for designing matter regarding spiritual gifts. Now, what he's trying to say is that every gift a man of God or a woman of God or a Christian is having, Christ must be the center of that gift. Your gift must center on Christ. That is, when we say we have a gift, is that gift showing Christ to people? That is the essence of our spiritual gift. Is that gift glorifying Jesus? Are we not using that gift to glorify ourselves? And Jesus has told us when he was going in, in John chapter 15, verse 26, say, when the Holy Spirit will come, it will testify of me. 
he will glorify me for he will take what of me or what is mine and declare it unto you. So well, well, as Christians, we need to be conscious of what we believe. Holy Spirit should be our guide. Whatever gift that we have in the body of Christ, we must ensure that that gift, number one, glorify Jesus, not ourselves. Then number two, that gift is for the edification of the body of Christ. Don't forget, we're looking at the topic, be wise about church body. Praise the Lord. Next slide, please. Now, the next one say the ministry, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not to promote himself or any man, but to glorify and represent Jesus. We can therefore trust that, that the true ministry of the Holy Spirit will be according to the nature of Jesus. For some of us who have enjoyed the benefit of God, what that place is saying is that whatever gift that we possess, our source should be Jesus. Whatever gift that we have, let us use that gift. Let us promote Jesus. And when we exalt Jesus, we will draw men unto himself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Hallelujah. Lord. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Now, I want us to really draw a point from where we are coming from. Don't forget that we are looking at the wise about the church body. Oh. And we are identified spiritual gifts. And we are meant to understand that Holy Spirit is the source of any gift any man can possess. Now, part two of the lecture is diversity and unity of gift. You know, to marry the two together, it will be as if they are separate, but they are the same. When we say diversity of gift, and we say unity of gift, in a literary meaning, when we say something is diverse, it should be something different. But when we come to the spiritual matter, we are saying, despite the fact that the gifts are different, they are one because of the unity of those gifts. Let's quickly go through 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We will examine between verse 4 and verse 6. Let's start from verse 4. There are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. There are some areas I'm going to ask questions. But let me quickly do 
justification, then I will ask questions in the, the course. Now let's start with this. There are diversity of gifts. Paul will go on to list some nice spiritual gifts in the context of First Corinthians chapter 12 that we are looking at. We can say the gifts are nine, but there are other portions of the Bible written by Apostle Paul that gave us more gifts than the one we're going to examine. Maybe some of us don't know that in the church of God, some of us possess gifts and we don't know. The fact that you are, you are in an app ministry, app ministry is a gift. You may not know. The fact that you take up the children, children department, you may not know that it's a gift. It may not be included in the nine gift, but what that place is saying is, apart from the nine spiritual gift in the, in the following uh, Bible verses, in other places of the Bible, Ephesians in particular, there are other gifts that we're still going to mention about. Like I've told us, some of us are singing in the church. It's also a gift. Some of us, they will say, okay, we're going to organize how to bring people back to the church, uh, to bring them to the church, bring them back home. It's also a gift. So there are diverse gifts in the body of Christ, but all of them are for one purpose. So there are diverse gifts. There is indeed a diversity of gifts. Yes, there is only one giver who was through the diverse gift. That is what we're saying is that though the, the gifts are diverse, there are many, but it is only one giver. If we say there are nine gifts, the only the giver of that those nine gifts is what is God. If we say there are 18 gifts or there are other gifts that we can talk about in the body of Christ, it means the only giver is still our God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The next slide, please. Okay. Don't forget, we're looking at uh, diversity and unity of gift. Now, the big part of that uh, verse says, diversity of gift for the same spirit. It says that the gifts are diverse, the ministry are different, and the activities are diverse, but it is all the same spirit, the same Lord, the same God, doing the work through the gift, the ministry, and the activities. So we're going to be looking at what are gifts, what do we refer to ministry, what do we refer to activities? Those are the next thing we'll be talking about. Then the gift, we have explained gift in bits, but I, I'm keeping it so that uh, it, we still have it done so that we're going to learn the gift the way they, they are listed in the Bible. But in, I'm just trying to paraphrase about gift. Now let's talk about the ministry. We have five-fold ministry. According to um, Corinthians, what Apostle Paul gave us to us, fivefold ministry gifted. So I want to start asking us the question now. 
according to the slide, I listed apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastor co-teachers. You can say pastor, teachers, or we can merge them together. So I want us, you know, it's a Bible study, it's supposed to be two-way, uh, as opposed to having feedback. What are the who are the apostles? Who are the prophets? Who are the evangelists? Who are the pastors or the teachers? I want your feedback from us. Thank you. If you want to contribute, you can unmute yourself or raise your hand as the case may be. Let's go for it. Who are the apostles? Who are the prophets? Who are the evangelists? Who are the pastors and the teachers? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, I believe that the apostles are the ones that the church, um, the ones that um, open churches. It's like they are in charge of university, <coughs> the churches, and the one that, uh, um, uh, what's the word again? Plant, plant. Church they plant the church, yeah. They are the ones that plant the church. And the, the prophets are those that prophesize. They are like the apostolic, they have office for prophets, even though everybody, some, everybody can prophesy, but there's a particular people that is made to say these are prophets and they are known for that. And whenever they prophesy in the church, no other person is supposed to prophesy for that day. I think that's that's the the apostle and the prophet. Okay. You want me to go? Ah uh, yes, uh, ma'am. Other people can. Uh, uh, okay, other people can. Uh... Lioness, you're about to something. Yes, I was going to say that um, looking at looking at these um, offices. I call them apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. There are five. There are five of them. So, um, <clears throat> if you ask me who an apostle is, me, I don't know the difference between an apostle or whoever. <laughs> but what I'm, what I know that prophets they prophesy, evangelists they evangelize, pastor, pastor, apostles I don't know. Teachers are the teachers. They teach. They teach the word of God. They have the gift of teaching. For Say, for instance, I know that I am a teacher. So I know I know my office. I know my class. I know my level. I am a teacher. So, and I give all the glory to that, uh, to God for that. But what I'm saying is all of these five, um, I used to say something that God is not a gender freak, but you know, he created, he decided to, 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 to make him, to, to create male and female just to say, okay, yes, I love variety. So God wants variety and that's why he has given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but he's still the same one source, you know, and, 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 and that says to me that when you're about to no one side of God. He decides to show you another side. You can't fully know that side of God. 
just when he's showing you one side, he's showing somebody else another side. And that talks me, that, that tells me about the sovereignty of God. You know, if, in fact, if every one of us is an apostle, to be honest, it would just be too boring. If we are all prophets, it would just be too boring. So I feel that God is just the God of color. He likes varieties and he decides to say, okay, you know what? I want to create, I want to have color. I want to do a few things differently. All right. So I checked what the meaning of I am that I am in a dictionary meaning sometimes ago. And the meaning says to me that I decide to become who I want to become. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow. So that's the reason why God says, um, the scripture says that, um, um, and the word became flesh. So the word can become anything. So God has decided to, to, to distribute himself as an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors and teachers, just to be able to help the entire church, entire body, to be able to grow to his fullness. That's all I want to say. Okay, Thank Pastor, help us. Pastor, okay. And then, and then your sister is very, very quickly, and then Pastor. Yes, sir. Um, apostles, they bring um, new ideas to the church, um, according to what we thought some time ago. And um, for prophets, they listen to revelations, they speak revelations, and um, tell us what's like they can tell you particular thing about what is going to happen to you. God specifically tells them things, which he also does to other people, but they have that gift. Evangelists are to um, go out there and, and speak of, um, they, they, they are being given a mission to share the gospel. And pastors, they are teachers, they comfort us, they are shepherds. They are, they are more, um, they take us that they are like our father, basically. They are all our fathers, but pastors do more of comforting to the church. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Pastor, want to say something? Okay. <laughs> Go on, Pastor. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks to everyone that has said, I think we said it in different ways. Apostles, both in the context of um, back then, in the first century context, an apostle is someone that has seen the Lord and is sent with the message or given a mandate. So usually they would refer to just the 12 apostles except Judas and then Paul being the 12, the new 12 in the manner of speaking as the apostles. But of course, we know that they oversee the church and the spread of the church. So pioneering, um, church planting, all of that is an apostolic gift. And so people that still do that today, we call them apostles if they are so ordained into that office. Um, prophets, just like the said, they speak the mind of God to edify, to exhort, to comfort the church. And sometimes that can involve speaking what is going to happen in the future or foretelling in a manner of speaking. And then um, evangelists, they evangelize. They are specific specifically gifted with the capacity or gift to make the mission of God um, attractive to people and, and they respond accordingly. They are gifted with signs and wonders most times to also, you know, back up that ministry. 
pastor teachers are people that shepherd and part of shepherding involves feeding. So the feeding aspect of it is teaching, um, especially systematically. And there are people that are gifted to do that. So yeah, those, those are the main offices and people are ordained into these offices depending on churches, like in the apostolic church, you need to be ordained into this office. But we also mentioned that when we did this in our tenant series, that each of us also have a way of functioning in these offices without being ordained into that office. So Sister Lioness will say she's a teacher, even though she has not been, quote unquote, ordained into the gift or office of, she has the gift of teaching, but not ordained into the office of the teacher. But she recognizes her gift all the same. So yeah, so they are all ministry gifts in that sense. Yes, we said it. We said it all. The only thing that I wanted to say is that uh, to add on to it is uh, recently in my conversation with uh, Pastor Tinjak, who is the, the president of Apostle Church in Australia and was the former president of the Apostle Church in UK. So, one of the things that he said concerning the firefood ministry is that it is not an hierarchy. Mm. So he said the, re the reason why so many people miss there is because they see it as a, a scaffold and as an hierarchy. So you do this, then now you do the both the like we said now, they are from the same source. And the reason why those they were all given is for the edification of the church. It is true. So some people go out, it's like it's a synergy. It's a synergy that works together to build the church. Some, some like evangelists, they go out and they, they preach the good news and bring people into the household. The pastor is really inside to shepherd, to disciple them and teach them the word of God. The, the prophet listens to God and foretell that and, for, and see the minds of God. You know, they, all of them have different areas and they all work together for the identification of the Church of God. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everybody. We can move to the next Thank slide, you. sir. So, let me quickly just explain the activities. Activities is the same word as working. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, the working of miracle. So differences of activities means that God displays and pours out his miraculous power in different ways, but he's always the same God doing the work. Okay. Next slide, please. So a question here again, what are the differences between gift, ministry, activities and the manifestation of the spirit what are the differences between the gift the ministry activities and the manifestation of the spirit yes the floor is open what are the difference between the gift the ministry the activities and the manifestation of the spirit according to the first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 yes anybody can answer 
piggyback on what you just said on activities, like how you just defined it and explained it. I mean, that was very clear. So I see gift as the gift, the divine enablement to do what you would naturally not be able to do, except the fact that God has given you the ability to do it. So that ability in and of itself is a gift. Then ministries will be when you are then ordained into those specific offices. So opposed to the fivefold ministries, for instance, that we talked about are ministries, but at the same time, to minister as an apostle is to have the gift of an apostle. To minister as a prophet is to have the gift of prophecy and on and on like that. Then activities is the working of those things. So the work of an apostle, as the apostle is doing his work of superintending the church, having oversight, planting churches, that activity is the working out of the gift that he or she has. The same thing for the prophet or any other, or even those that are not in the fivefold ministry that are just, for instance, administration helps and all those many other gifts that Paul lists elsewhere. And then the manifestation of the spirit, um, again, very close to activity in a sense, because this is the spirit now finding expression. But we use that terminology many times to speak of when the power of the Holy Spirit is felt in very tangible ways, like. You are in a program and you see people falling under the anointing and things like that. We say, ah, there is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Which, of course, it doesn't even have to be in that degree. The Holy Spirit is always manifested if we are attentive to spot and identify its manifestations through his activities that are tied to the gift that he has supplied to various ministries. <laughs> Basically. Thank you, sir. Another contribution? So I think we can continue. Yes, sir. The next slide, sir. Yeah, there's a point I want us to take note here. Mm. He said, habits and powers by which men performed performed only, I can't yeah. see the only holy, offices holy offices in the church or rot miracles are called gifts. And part of exercise of these powers are called the administration and operation. This letter different, pass me with the- Letter differ one from another. From one another, as the former syndicate standing and continue art in the church, operation rather significant miraculous event, mm. such as healing the sick, without the application of miraculous means, speaking with diverse tongues and so forth and so on. What that place is saying is all these are, they are interwoven. Mm. For example, I've been under administration where the choir are about to sing, the choir they're about to sing. They've not even started at all. A voice just came from the congregation and invited fellow, not a member of the church, and he gave the word of the Lord to the person that wanted to sing. But the person that wanted to sing probably was in an, um, a particular situation 
But that situation needed divine intervention. So it was that person from nowhere just stood up, spoke in tongue, gave a direct word for the person, and that was it. So when we're talking about the gift of God, and we're talking about activities, and we're talking about the administration, all of them, they work all together. A pastor can minister at the same time in an unusual manner, perform miracle. He may not prepare for it. And I'm an evangelist in an unusual manner by the grace of God, because of the same spirit that work in them can do perform an office that maybe a prophet can, uh, can also do. So all these things, they are what? They are interrelated. But the most important thing we need to go on with is that all these things has the same source. And the source is the spirit of the Lord. Oh. So the gift, the ministry, we have explained that. The mm -hmm. spirit, Lord, and God. That what other place is saying it, the gift are the work of the Holy Spirit, and that one symbolizes the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus, and the Father Himself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, first Corinthians chapter uh, part three. Sorry, let's look at part three. There's something covering my my screen, so that's why I cannot okay. see properly. So part three. Uh, the varieties of the manifestations of the spirit. Okay, the varieties of the manifestation of the spirit. Thank you, sir. Varieties of the manifestation of the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. Let's quickly read that one because of our time. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each other for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another, the word of knowledge, through the same spirit, to another, faith, by the same spirit, to another, gift of healings, by the same spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the signing of spirit, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues, and to one and the same spirit, works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, the explanation, the Holy Spirit is always present in and among Christians. Oh. Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, it will abide with you forever. So these are assurance that we have as oh. a born again Christians. These are the children that we have as a child of God, that once we are giving our life to Christ and the spirit of God resides in us, it will be the one that will guide us even to the judgment day. However, as sometimes the spirit present is more apparent than other times. There are times when he may choose to manifest himself, that is to make himself apparent. What that place is saying is, the most important is that the spirit of God is with us. But um, performing or coming into this play, it may not be all the time. 
you might go, you might come to church on Sunday. The Spirit of God might come, might lead us in, a, in another format, in another, in another form. It, it will take charge. And in another Sunday, it might take our normal protocol of being our normal service. But it is the same Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, however, we should never think the Holy Spirit is more present when it is manifested through the gifts. That's what I've explained. The Holy Spirit is only present with believers, but at times is more apparent through the manifestation of the of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Giving to each one for the profit of all. That is, when we, when we manifest the gift of God, the major thing is we are to make it to edify the body of Christ if for the profit, not for one's profit, but for the profit of all the body of Christ. The manifestation of the spirit. I've got begin to mention different manifestation of the spirit. Let us try to make them in the following order. Okay. Now, I quickly summarize the gift, the gift under the three categories. Number one, we have revelational gifts. Revelational gifts. Number one, this is the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, and the discernment of spirit. We call them the revelational gifts. It means that it's given by what? By revelation. revelation. When we talk about the word of wisdom, this is, is a unique ability to speak forth the wisdom of God, especially in an important situation, as shown in the case of Stephen, out of chapter 7, and Paul, Acts chapter 23. Yeah. What that place is saying is, for you to manifest the word of wisdom is a unique ability from God. It's a God that will give you, because number one, you will prefer a problem, and you, sorry, you will tell the problem, and you provide a solution to that problem. Because when we talk about the wisdom, you will give the solution. If you, if you critically look at Acts of Apostles chapter 7 and verse 23, it was an intensive passage about Stephen and about Paul. They gave the revelation of Jesus Christ when they were speaking. So when we talk about the word of wisdom, it's a gift from God. It's an ability given by someone to provide a problem. There is somebody here. You have this also problem, and this is what you're going to do to make sure that that problem is over. And that is a gift of wisdom. When we talk about the gift of the word of knowledge, it's also a unique ability to declare knowledge that could only be revealed supernaturally, as shown mm -hmm. in, in Jesus, Matthew chapter 17, verse 24 to 27. Or Paul Apostle, sorry, Paul at, at 27, verse 10. 
when we talk about the word of knowledge, the word of knowledge is also similar to the um, wisdom, the word of wisdom. But the only difference is that the word of wisdom will not apply the knowledge, is the application of that knowledge. You may have knowledge about something and you may not have a direction about it. But when we have the word of wisdom, it, it will combine both the knowledge and the direction into it. Then when we talk about discernment of spirit, that one is ability to be able to differentiate between the spirit of God and the spirit of the devil. That one is for all believers. When somebody comes as a false teacher, you should know oh. because you test every spirit, whether they are of, of God. So yeah. discernment of spirit is good for all of us. And most times we have this spirit, we don't know. Say, ah, uh, something tell me. We'll put it in that, in that way. Something tells me. Not something. It is spirit of God in you that oh. tells you something. So let's put them into practice and see how it will work for us. So the revelational gift, there are three, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discernment of the spirit. The next one, the next slide, sir. Okay, that's a question. Okay, that's a question on that. So what is the difference between the ways of word of wisdom and word of knowledge? I've explained that one. One may have great knowledge, even supernatural knowledge, yet have no wisdom from God in the application of that knowledge. As well, we must also always use discernment in receiving a word of knowledge. Remember that God is not the only source of supernatural knowledge. Sometimes devil can also prophesy. You know, the, let me say the sons of the devil can prophesy. So you should also have that ability to be able to differentiate between the two of them. The next one, sir. Now, the power gift, the power gift, I, I, I go up on that group too. They also tell you, mm -hmm. the power gift are gift of faith, gift of healing, and working of miracle. Gift of faith, you know, by faith, we believe Jesus Christ. There's a general faith, but some people, they are gifted in what? In faith. Mm. So faith is a gift. Though faith is an essential, it's an essential part of, every part of yeah. every Christian life, the gift of faith is a unique ability to trust God against all circumstances, mm. as Peter did when he walked out of the boat onto the water. Mm. So when we talk about gift of faith, generally, Bible say, without faith, we cannot place God. It is impossible to place God because they that come to God but believe that he is. So it means everybody has a level of faith 
But some people operate in this faith. Tell them that this person is dead. They will tell you the person is not that he has not dead. They will raise oh. that person. Oh. Tell them that it is not possible. Tell them that it will not rain, it will rain tomorrow. They will tell you it will not rain. They will believe. It's faith. Um, they talk about him, a man of God in the East. On a particular revival, there was rain. Rain, rain fell. It rain beat everybody. Oh. In other them, the following uh, on that day that coming tomorrow, don't come with umbrella. It will not rain here. I know human being for for whom they are. Some secret umbrella. They came for the meeting, and truly speaking, it was about to rain. Oh. The weather changed. Everything changed. But that man said the rain will not drop onto the onto the river arena. And glory be to God, it didn't rain that day. So yeah. faith is a gift, and we can convert it. Number two is gift of healing. Healing is a gift. Some people are gifted in healing the sick. It's also a gift. It's an endowment from God. Yeah. Then C, working of miracle. Literally, it means out of power, describe when the Holy Spirit chooses to override the law of nature. Mm. Can you see? Okay. The power that made Peter to walk on the sea. Peter walk on the sea. And it means whatever going to the sea must go down. And Peter mm. float. That one now disobeyed the law of uh, flotation. When there was a problem in the Bible, uh, the sons of the prophet, they borrow an ass. And the head of, of the ass fell into the water, oh. you know? And that was an iron. A man of God said, ah, they said, we'll borrow it. They said, okay, no problem. Get me a stick. Oh. And the man put a stick inside the water and the iron floats. So he's working on, you know, those ones are gifts. But the only thing is that some of these gifts, no one is greater than each other. Number one, they are for the edification of the body of Christ. Some people manifest half of the gift. Some manifest one, some manifest two. It is possible. The level, depending on the level of faith you have, you can manifest some of this gift. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think because of our time, when am I going to close? Um, it's Ten after. like yeah, it's Sir? actually like time. Like two minutes more, maybe to... Okay. Uh, let me just uh, summarize. Let me just summarize. The next slide, sir. Okay. So let's summarize with this question. What is the relationship between gift of healing and working of miracle? And faith. Gift of faith you can take the slide back. You can take the slide back. Okay. 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 What is the difference between the gate of healing and the gate of working of miracles? What is the difference? Yes. Let's close it by answering the question, then I will summarize. Okay. Yo, what, is the, what is the relationship between the two of them? Healing and working of miracles. 
Yes, anybody can answer the question? I think not the same, sir. Okay, the relationship? Um, one flows to another. So it, from when you heal someone, that, that's a miracle. Yes, yes, it's a miracle. So what, 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 what's the relationship between the two of them now? Is it something, faith? Something will ignite the two of them. Is it faith to... or power? Is it faith? Power. Yes. Is it faith? Is it faith? Because you know they are called power gifts. Is mm -hmm. it faith? You no. Know, let me tell you the truth. The truth about healing. You are praying for the person that is sick. You are not the person that will heal that person. Mm -hmm. It is God. But God needs your what? Your faith to walk mm -hmm. with the Spirit of God to heal that person. So. If you don't have, look at what happened to Apostle Peter. He eventually, he was about sinking because he removed his faith. He removed his attention from Jesus. Ah, mm. I'm water, I'm on water. Is it possible for me to be on water? Before you know it, he starts sinking because mm. the faith has disappeared. So you need faith to operate in the gift of healing and gift of working of a miracle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, also, yeah. yeah. Also, the one of the difference is that the the working of miracles does not must not necessarily involve healing. Yeah. Uh -huh. So when Jesus turned, like the example that you gave now, when Jesus turned uh, water to wine, that is the working of miracles. Yeah. It doesn't involve healing. Yeah. Uh, so that could also be uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, sir. Mm. All right. Mm. Uh, in Javanian, Pastor, slide. Uh, well, okay. I think we are we are true. Okay. Um, yeah, group three, but we can start with group three next week. Uh, maybe next uh, yeah, next class. More, mm. Next yeah. class. Yeah. Mm. All right. Mm. Thank you, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, yes, but just before we hand over to Pastor so the to the prayer, I just wanted to add uh, one thing. Thank you very much, sir, for that expository teaching. The one thing I wanted to add to, to that is uh, one generic thing. When we when you start from First Corinthians 112, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant or unaware. So I want to quickly stress that part. The reason I'm stressing that part is because some people believe that those things, those gifting, have actually gone. They are gone. They are no longer operational these days. Some people believe that the reason why those gifts were operational is because there was no Bible. And uh, so as at the time they were writing this, they've not called. Put the Bibles together. Some people believe that it is not in operation. So, Brother Paul is actually saying that do not be ignorant. Those things are still effective and are still alive for today. And also, the other point that really jumped out to me. So that's that's it. so we should not be ignorant. And we also want to thank God because those all the gifts are uh, uh, they manifest in our midst. In our midst, a lot. Some of them you can see them. Some of them they operate that you cannot see them. Uh, be I mean, but we see them behind the scene. We, you know, people speak to us. People tell us the last one, and so many things like that. The other thing I wanted to 
because those, those are the gifts that grows the church. The other thing I wanted to also say is that uh, here in verse 4, it says, uh, okay, it said, to one is given a message of wisdom through the spirit, to another, the message through the spirit. Uh, one minute. Uh, now, also, what I wanted to also want to point out is that I see the Trinity. I see Trinity in that, in that, in that mm-hmm. age. If you read one, it said one by the spirit, it said one by uh, through the Lord, another one said by God. So I see the operation of the Trinity mm-hmm. in that area. So to me, that's it, that, that means completeness. That's exactly what we talk about power, love, and sound mind. It, it means completeness. It all from the same source for the education, and they're all interwoven into each other. They're not separated. They, can, they are interwoven. The same way you can separate the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir.